The important part of breaking up the execution of your plan into milestones is about taking things one step at a time. Because again, sometimes we like to just jump in that river, right? And before you know it, you're trying to do all the things all at the same time, and that can be overwhelming and lead to burnout really quickly. So just take all the elements that you figured out in your plan and create milestones to take things one stepping stone at a time. Being a circus boss is all about being confident on and off stage. It's about you living more of those powerful moments when time stands still and your audience is captivated and connected and everything feels right in the world. Welcome to the Circus Boss Podcast. This is the space where we talk about all things business and marketing related to circus so you can make those big dreams happen. We're your co-hosts, Brock and Eileen, and we help circus performers and producers manage your business with ease so you can spend more time on the flying trapeze. So if you're a circus boss that's ready for more, hit subscribe and join us every week. Your audience awaits. In today's episode, we are talking about how to make your dream plan. And, you know, you can think of this like a business plan for artists and creatives, but most specifically for circus professionals. And you can use this dream plan on any scale. You can use it for a project or you can use it for creating a business. Because whatever it is that's calling you, there's no time like the present to make your dream happen. Mm -hmm. So before we dive in, I want to say thank you to our listeners. Whether you're joining us from social media or if you found us on Circus Talk, we're so glad you're here and we really hope this episode can help you. Absolutely. And you know, when I first started Animate Objects over 15 years ago now, I found myself that I was really working on a performance basis. I was just thinking about one project at a time. I would make a budget for that project. I would, you know, make a timeline for that project. And I think that's how a lot of us maybe start out into creating your own venture, whether it's one class at a time, one private lesson at a time, one show at a time, one event at a time. But I found that I had to have some decisions in place to support that project but I wasn't thinking about the bigger picture. So like I had to create a business entity and and a foundation to produce each show that I did. So when I originally founded Animate Objects, I decided to create a corporation and file for nonprofit status. And in the intermediary, before I got the nonprofit status, we worked through fiscal sponsors. So that was a whole lot of like foundational entity that I had to get set up just to be able to get funding for the projects that I wanted to execute. But that's kind of as far as I went in terms of big picture planning, because I just wanted to make a show, (laughs) right? It was all about the vision of like, oh, I have this show. And then before I knew it, I was running a company, but I didn't really have the foundations in place. So I did a lot of stumbling and and flailing and, and learning as I went. I basically went from one show to the next and to the next. And where where I started getting in trouble is I realized, like I said, I had all these budgets for each project because I was doing grant writing. So I learned how to make a budget to apply for grants. That was Mm -hmm. great. But I didn't have an overall operating budget Mm. for the year. And it became apparent really quickly that that wasn't going to work. That wasn't going to be sustainable because the funding was never enough for each project. And even if it was, 
I hadn't accounted for the overhead of my business. And a lot of grants are project specific. They do have operating grants, but that's like when you're more established and a larger company. So when you're first starting out, if you're just working project to project, whether you're doing like I was grant writing, or even if you're doing events, the budget might be just for that event, right? That's a really good point. And so we really talk about in the gig pay guide, for example, how to think about and plan for your overall expenses into each event that you do. But I think this is a really common reality for a lot of self-producing artists or companies or even freelancers that you're thinking about it one show at a time, one gig at a time. And that's where you can run into trouble. So I quickly started noticing that I wasn't having enough money to support my overall business. So I started taking business classes. I started working with business coaches and mentors. I obsessively watched webinars and went to workshops. I did all the things, all of the free things, all of the paid things, all of the things for artists, all the things for like small businesses. I did all the things. But I found it really hard to relate to what I was learning because I wasn't creating something concrete like a coffee shop. (laughs) I was creating something that I couldn't really define at the beginning. And I wanted it to evolve and to grow as I did. So when I would try to fill out your standard business plan, it just would be full of a bunch of hypotheticals and made up stuff and it would just sit on a shelf somewhere. And I I just, I feel like I was making it all up because I couldn't find data for my industry. I couldn't find enough models at the time of doing what I wanted to be doing. And I couldn't find any solid numbers or examples of what I wanted to build. So now that we're on the other side of it, and I do have plans, I have learned how to make plans for my businesses and, and also for projects, I see both sides. I see how as an artist, we want to dive in and create And planning can feel like it's slowing down that process and that momentum, right? But then I also see how not having a plan can actually hold you back and can lead to financial struggles or make what you're doing not sustainable in the long term. I mean, how many times do we see it? We see these awesome projects happen. And then if it was like founding a company after some time, it just kind of fizzles out. and. When I see that, it hurts my heart (laughs) because I want everyone to succeed. But then it also makes me think, well, they probably just didn't have a good plan. And it's nobody's fault because Mm -hmm. I started the same way. And because of that, I wanted to help you not have to go through those struggles, right? You can learn from all of the hard years of sweat and tears and figuring things out that I went through. So now we've taken all the elements that we got clear on and they're all the parts of a project or a business that you don't want to overlook because when you do the right planning it can help guide and steer your ship in the right direction yeah so we've taken all of these elements and we've created what we call the dream plan and that's what today's episode is all about it's taking all of the pieces of a business plan and helps set you up for success in a way that's helpful. It's not just busy work. So we'll explain exactly what the dream plan is a little bit later in the podcast so you can start to map out your own plan. But first, let's talk about why do you need a plan? And this is so important to hit on because, Mm -hmm. you know, I think a lot of times we creatives, you know, we feel comfortable launching into things. Mm -hmm. And we often do this without planning. And I I think there are a couple of reasons for this. Because one, maybe we can see the end vision of where we're going to and we're not afraid to throw Mm. ourselves in there. 
or we don't see the end and we just want to intuitively follow and let things grow and take shape, you know, because a lot of us, we, we've learned how to trust the process and we don't necessarily need it all mapped out ahead of time. You know, what you just said, can I just like reiterate that for a minute that, you know, as artists, we're not afraid to throw ourselves in there because I've actually found in non-creative fields, people might get stuck in the planning phase Mm -hmm. for too long because it's like comfortable. Yeah. Right. It's a comfortable place to be to map out every single part and do all the planning. But as artists, sometimes we're not afraid. So we just dive right in. Yeah. It's like the opposite side of that. Yeah. Getting stuck in planning phase. Yeah, and what happens when you throw yourself in is that sometimes you can miss steps that are an integral part of making sure that you have yourself set up to have a sustainable project Mm -hmm. or to have a sustainable business. Because like you said, if you're just going from project to project, are you really looking at the whole year Mm -hmm. and how much effort you're putting into what you're doing? And you, you can think of that on a time scale you know, how much time you're putting in, or you can think of that financially too. Mm. Because like you said, if you're just going from project to project, you might be budgeting for the project, but maybe you haven't figured out how you're going to pay yourself Mm. or making sure all those other business needs are taken care of. So making a plan is part of making sure that you have all of those bases covered. And here's the thing, a lot of writing you do as part of your plan, you'll need later on for the content that you create. Mm, That's true. It's not just busy work the way that we've created this, because these are things that you're going to need. This is content you're going to need to put on your website or social media, or especially if you have a profile, like on Circus Talk, you can put a profile there where you're going to want to have a lot of the messaging that you figure out during your plan that can help sell who you are to potential casting directors, whoever it is that you're looking for work from. And it's also the first step in creating your marketing plan because you'll need to get clear on your target market and your target audience. And a huge thing that you figure out during your the research phase of your plan is understanding your position in the market, in your market, right? So you're figuring out what market do you wanna work in and then what is your positioning in that market? And something you've heard us talk about a lot is your unique value proposition. And we actually have an article coming out in a few weeks on a circus talk all about unique value proposition for circus performers. But part of figuring that out is also through doing market research. It's important to know and connect with the other players in the field where you are building something. So we've created the dream plan to be part of the puzzle that you're going to have to figure out at some point. So working on that plan now will help give you a jumpstart when it comes time to do those things. And also, I really find that having a plan helps give direction and momentum, as well as helping to make decisions as opportunities come up later on, because you can ask, like, does this help further my dream? Or does this take me in a different direction? I agree. As artists, we are comfortable being in the moment. But by putting a little forethought into what you do and making a plan, it will save you so much time and money later and set you up for success. Yeah, what is it that they say? You don't plan to fail, but you fail to plan. Yes. Right? Exactly. And I've been thinking a lot about planning, getting ready for this podcast episode. And I found this great analogy that I think is actually really helpful. So we're over here on the outskirts of the Smoky Mountains in Tennessee, near the Ocoee River, 
which is a great place to do whitewater rafting and kayaking. It's actually where the 1996 Olympic whitewater sports happened. So really great area for water sports. And, you know, on our trips and travels around here to go in the outdoors, we've seen a lot of river rafting lately. And when I started to think about what you actually do to get ready to river raft, it fit perfectly with this topic. Mm. So we're going to do a little analogy here. But first, I want you to imagine yourself river rafting. Yes, please. It's so hot. <laughs> yeah. Today's a great day to be on the water. Let's get your helmet on and yeah, let's do it. So, of course, if you want to go rafting, you could just grab a raft, a life jacket, and a paddle, and you could jump right in and go for it. But that does have a lot of potential danger because you have no idea what the river is like or where you are going. And we're talking about whitewater rafting here, yes. not just like tubing down a slow river that's like fun and easy and chill. Yes, this, this river has some serious rapids in it, so you need to know what you're doing. And, you know, what you'll find is that the best river raft guides... What they do first is they take some time to learn and study the river. Where do the currents flow? Where are all the rocks that you need to avoid? Where are all the water hazards, the big, you know, swirling eddies that you want to miss? Well, and out here they have so many different river rafting companies. We see the buses going and they even have to plan like when they're going down the river. Oh, that's true. Because they have to plan yeah. how long it takes and when they get to take their breaks. And maybe they coordinate with each other so there's not like... 17 buses all going at the same time too there's like a level of coordination logistically also definitely and next they make a plan on how to navigate now that they know the river what's the best way to get down to keep everybody safe and to have the most fun mm -hmm. because you want to have fun on the trip you don't want it to be scary and frightening it should be something that you enjoy mm -hmm. and then next because it doesn't end there when you're actually on the river with those expert river rafting guides, you'll notice that they are able to read the conditions in real time and adjust courses needed. They can see how the water levels that day are affecting the route. Maybe one area is rockier than it normally is. Or maybe they know based on the experience level of their group that they should avoid certain spots and just take an easier route. Planning is the same way. Plans give you structure and guidance but you also have to know how to be flexible and adjust as you go. So if you think about your project or your company in line with that river rafting analogy, having a plan means that you're more likely to have a successful outcome and you're much more likely to get where you want to go. I love that analogy and it is so perfect. It really is because you can't just blindly go down the river because you, you can, I mean, some of these rapids. They're deadly. Yeah. That's why they wear helmets, too. <laughs> yeah, helmets and life jackets and I all of that. I left that part out. Yeah, you're right. Yep. But a good river raft guide, you just do what they say. They'll tell you, paddle real fast. Go, no, go, go, go. And I even did one on the Nantahala River once where they got us out. They, like, you know, we were going down the river, and they're like, okay, we're getting ready to hit the falls. They pulled the raft over. We, were all, we all got out and walked up to a ledge where you could watch. And then we sat there and watched other people go down the river. So just having that, that's like, I don't know, maybe an understanding of your market or your colleagues of other people doing the same thing that you want to be doing and learning from them by watching them. And then we walked back, got in the raft, and then it didn't seem so scary. Then we kind of had an idea of what it was going to feel like. And I mentioned being flexible and being able to adjust course. And that's so true with planning as well. I think a lot of times 
people can avoid planning because it feels too rigid mm -hmm. or too structured, but it doesn't have to be that way. You can actually change the plan as you go, which for me, I tend to be a bit more structured and a bit more rigid. So when I finally realized that about myself, that I could change the plan. Yeah, right. <laughs> I actually got somewhere. I didn't mm. just stop myself. Yeah. So just keep that in mind, too, if you're like me and you maybe sometimes get a little bit stuck with following the plan exactly as you've written it. I mean, bring on all the flexibility puns now, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you certainly can. Being flexible is good. So let's talk about what makes up the dream plan. Does that sound good? Yeah. So we call it a dream plan because we want to see you bring your dreams to life with a solid foundation. So the five areas are based on the letters of dream. So the D in dream stands for details. And this is where you're going to spend time answering all of the questions, who, what, where, why, when, and how. So your what, your what is your name. So if you have a name that you're operating your business under or a name for your project or your show, and then it's also, what is it that you offer? So getting clear, this is where one of the things that you're going to have to say again and again and again is how to describe your show or your acts. This is also where you would make a list of your services and the features included. So this is all of your what. What is it that you are actually offering to people and what is it called and how do you describe it? So your who, who is going to be who is on your team? And also, who are you serving? So this is getting clear about your target market and your target audience and the people that are going to work with you, whether it's the direct people you're working on your team or other people that you hire out for different things. So maybe other contractors, mm -hmm. right? And then your where, and this is about deciding the infrastructure of your dream. So where does it take place? right? Where's your base of operations? So do you have an office? Where are you doing your office work? Where do you train or rehearse or coach? And then also, where do you deliver your services? So getting mm -hmm. clear, are you doing it at events? If so, what type of venues? Are you traveling in a wide service area? Are you doing theaters? If so, what type of theater? What size audience? If you're doing a show, is it a touring show? Maybe if you're a, a coach, are you doing online classes? So there's a lot about your where that will help give direction and clarity. So next is your when. And the bigger picture of your when is all about when you want to launch or how long you want this project or business to last. And the ongoing part of your when is thinking about what are your working times? Are you going to have office hours? And how many hours do you want to work per week? Or how many events or shows do you want to do per month or per quarter or per year? Just creating that clarity of like, when are you doing this? Yeah. Right? So your why is your purpose. This is where you sit down and take time to map out your mission, your vision, and your values and really getting that into words so that you can communicate an authentic connection with people that value the same things that you do. They understand your mission and they understand the vision of what you are building. And this is a gold mine for social media content. Mm. Yeah. Like a gold mine. Like you can literally create all these things and then schedule posts out. So once or twice a month, you are pulling some of this messaging, some of these words that you've crafted about your mission, vision, values, and putting it onto your social media. And then your how, 
This is about how will you make your dream happen? How will you fund it? How will you market and find work? How will you pitch or propose your offerings? How will you conduct sales? So these key elements are your driving force, your who, what, where, why, when, and how. And I've noticed everyone says those in different orders, but that's the order that they're stuck in my head. This is the North Star for what it is that you're doing, right? So it's going to be guiding you. And so starting by answering those questions is going to take you really far. Okay, so the R in DREAM stands for research. And this is the, you know, traditional marketing research part of a business plan or a project plan. So this is where you're looking at your other colleagues, seeing who is in your network, who is doing similar things to you. And this is where not only are you going to be researching them, but hopefully, ideally, creating relationships with them as well. And doing this is important, and don't skip this step. It'll help you, number one, know what's possible, and then number two, kind of get a sense of, well, how do you want to do it, right? And it's good to, yes, follow your intuition and create your own way of doing things, but why reinvent the wheel? It's good to know what exists and what is working and what other people are doing. So when you're doing this research, you want to look at things like what market do they serve and what services do they offer? And then even what is their pricing? And if you do the Circus Freelancer Gig Pay Guide, we do have templates in there of how to ask others in your area, in your service area, what their pricing is, right? Doing your market research. Then you can also ask yourself, like, what do they do well from your opinion? And then what do you do differently? Right. And that's the beginning of how to start figuring out your unique value proposition we talked about earlier. And the E in dream is for your essentials. So this is where you plan all the business essentials and get your ducks in a row. Like what kind of business entity are you? Do you need any licenses or permits? Mm -hmm. That's a big one that people often forget. Do you need insurance? What tools or supplies might you need? And all of this is important because you don't want to start down a path and find out that you need certain things like the license or the permit, but you don't have them. And now you're not able to do the project or start your business yet. Don't put yourself in that position. Well, and also that comes into play with budgeting. It's because all of those things cost money, right? So you want to make sure you know what your insurance costs are and licenses and all of that because that has to go into your budget. It's true. And that fits in nicely to the next letter, which is A, for achievability. Mm. And this is where you are doing an assessment, you know, like you're looking at how feasible your project or your company is. And a big part of achievability, like you just mentioned, is finances, because part of making the plan and part of being financially sustainable mean that you are thinking about what it's going to take to create your project or your business. So you are truth checking to make sure that what you... Mm -hmm. have planned is actually going to work before you Mm. launch into it. Right. Or this might be where you're looking at all the different elements that you came up with in your essentials and you're making sure that you can get all those pieces to fit together in a way that's going to work to get your project completed or your company started. I I just want to interject here because this is something that we ran into with insurance. At one point in time, we expanded our company and offered all these different services and it was actually harder to find insurance because we were doing so many different things and I was just like oh I wish we would have just like had the conversation and figured out with our insurance agency before we added all these separate things maybe we could have created a separate business entity for those extra items 
and then have that business insurance over there and then keep our performer and entertainment insurance here. You know, like little things like that, that it's just like, oh, I should have researched that first because we could have done it differently rather than do it, create it because you're going from intuition and, and vision and then look back at the logistics afterwards and be like, oh, if we'd have just created our entity, our business entity differently, then we could have been eligible for that grant or that funding, right? Yeah, that's true. And it took a lot of time to figure out which insurance companies we should talk to and how to make that all work. We eventually did, but it took so much time that I could have spent doing other things that Mm -hmm. needed to be done. So, you know, you also don't want to get in over your head. And that's what Mm -hmm. the big part of the achievability is all about. Because sometimes we start the train rolling down the tracks and then it gets hard to stop it. And this means going back to finances that making an annual budget and having revenue goals, doing the math of how much work you're going to need to meet those goals Mm -hmm. and looking at the hours that go into a project, all of that is important to make sure that what you're doing is actually realistic. Because if you are in a situation where you have to take every event that comes your way or you have set your goals too high and they're not achievable, you're going to burn yourself out. And also an important part of the achievability process too means that you have a trusted advisor, like a mentor or a coach, someone who can review your plan to give you an honest assessment of whether you have all the right things that it's going to take for the job. Mm -hmm. So everything from finances to, you know, do you have the right skill level and expertise? And do you have the right people on your team? Those Mm -hmm. are all a part of making sure that your project is achievable. Absolutely. And then the last but not least is M. And M stands for milestones. And this is where you take all the different elements that you've come up with through outlining all your details and doing your research and listing out your essentials and thinking about achievability and you create these milestones. The important part of breaking up the execution of your plan into milestones is about taking things one step at a time. Because again, sometimes we like to just jump in that river, right? And before you know it, you're trying to do all the things all at the same time. And that can be overwhelming and lead to burnout really quickly. So just take all the elements that you figured out in your plan and create milestones to take things one stepping stone at a time. We're doing a lot of stone and river analogies. (laughs) That's why it was perfect. It's perfect, right? So this also helps you work with the end in mind right? And make sure that you have your foundational steps in place as you go, like the building blocks. Because when you have the larger milestones mapped out, then you can divide those into smaller action items and timeline goals to keep you on track. But also be sure to celebrate each milestone as you achieve it. That's why I like the milestones, because then it's not just like, oh, I'm creating a show and you don't get to celebrate until you've created the show. Like, no, create these little milestones so you get to celebrate along the way. So there you have it. That's our dream plan. You have details, research, essentials, achievability, and milestones. That's everything that you need to make a dream project happen, whether that's a show or a business. And you can think of this as your business plan simplified. So whether you are looking at the river for the first time and kind of imagining what's possible or whether you're studying the river and getting all of those building blocks in place or whether you're in the river and you just want to make sure you're guiding your river raft safely and in a fun way, it's never too late to work on your dream plan. 
And this is actually something that we do in the first stage of our Circus Boss Roadmap, which is what we take our students through in our membership program. So we want to make sure that everyone is set up and has a nice plan. So if you need support on a longer term basis, maybe you have a longer big project that you're doing or you're running a company or starting a company for the first time or want to level up your business as a freelancer with our membership called The Green Room, we help circus professionals design, create and level up your dreams. So if you want a support system to help you execute and like make this happen, check us out at circusboss.com slash green room. So thanks for tuning in and listening with us today. And if you got a lot out of this episode and this really helped you, we would really appreciate it if you'd leave us a review and let us know what you think. And we love those five shiny stars. So thanks again and we'll catch you next week. Keep being a circus boss.